Friendshipping is proud to partner with Multitude for some sweet ads. This week, Friendshipping is brought to you by Tab for a Cause. Tab for a Cause is a browser extension that lets you raise money for charity while doing your thing online. Whenever you open a new tab, you'll see a beautiful photo and a small ad. Part of that ad money goes toward a charity of your choice. Join us by signing up at tabforacause.org slash friendshipping. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is, is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Deactivating social media, Instagram drama, um, uh, being your best self. MySpace.Twitter.Horse. <laughs> <laughs> Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Okay, hi everybody. Uh, sorry about that jumble of words at the beginning. Um, we are delighted by this question. It's from somebody who wants to, to uh, get their ass off of social media. And the and the the asker suggested the social media platform uh, myface.twitter.horse, which I think is one of the funnier things that we've heard in one of our questions. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. I'm. Uh, I hope we can help out this person and tell them that it's okay to be offline, even though we are usually extremely online. It is. And and one of the things I think we need to like, you know what, Jen. I'm not going to give spoilers. I was going to talk about the, you know, one thing versus the other thing that we're going to talk about later, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. What I want to talk to you about right now instead, Jen, is my nose. Oh, your poor nose. My poor nose. So all the tubes in my face. So here's what happened. Back in October, I was like, I had a runny nose and I was like, oh shit, COVID, COVID. So I go in and get a COVID test, negative. And I'm like, well, that just means I have allergies and I'm perfectly healthy and like everything's fine. The snifflies continue for another month and a half and I get another COVID test. This time it's before you and I did our audiobook, and it was negative again. So I was like, well, COVID's the only disease that exists. Right. So obviously I'm okay. <laughs> And then I listened back on the last couple of our episodes and I sound like I'm holding my nose. Oh. And I was like, oh, man, maybe this is not normal. So go on to the United website and it's like, do you have symptoms of COVID? Talk to this. And then it's like, hey, do this checklist. OK, cool. You probably don't have COVID. Do you want to see a, a doctor via the Internet? And I was like, yes, I do. Let's Ooh. see what happens. And I talked to the guy. And as, I, as I'm talking about it, I'm like, my ears hurt all the time. The air pressure in my brain changes like five times a day. Oh. I'm constantly like I have a constant drip of, of snot. And as I'm talking, as I'm talking, I'm like, I have a fucking sinus infection, don't I, dude? And I said that to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yes, yes, you do. <laughs> he's like, you've probably had a sustained sinus inf infection for at least a few months now. Oh, my God, so, Trin. That's so sad and serious. Oh, Thank you. I'm feeling better, I think. I mean, it's clearing up. My ears feel better. But the, the moral of the story and the reason why I brought it to the podcast is that I just want to remind everybody that, like, you know, other things are still happening. Yeah, just because <laughs> yeah, you don't have the novel coronavirus doesn't mean you're totally healthy. See a doctor if you can and you need to. Man, I, I'm into this virtual doctor's appointment thing. Um, I've, I've done it yeah. a couple times now. It can be a little complicated, like... Uh, 
like my dad needed to see a doctor and I was helping him uh, like figure like figure out the logistics because, you know, sometimes you need a little push to like actually visit the yeah. doctor. I never do. I'm always like first sign of a cold. Get me get me everything I need. But some people like <sighs> maybe old Midwestern dads need a little push to actually take care of themselves. So I was helping him with that. Yeah, we do. And it was. <laughs> Yeah, you you and my dad. You and my we're both my dads. Okay, anyway. And it was extremely complicated to get him on their system. And it made me really, really? Yeah, it was really complicated to get him signed up. They needed to like text the link to join the call. And I was like, I have Verizon and if you text me, I will not get it. And it was just so many hoops to jump through and it really made me mad because yeah. my dad is old and he uses the internet to like my Instagram posts and that's about <laughs> it. So I guess what I'm saying is, hey, Silicon Valley, what are you doing over there? Make healthcare more accessible online and, yeah. and quit like making Uber for for Uber Eats or whatever you're working on over there. We have Uber for everything already, guys. OK, we don't need Uber for blank. We just need we need health care for humans. <laughs> and, and wow. And Jen, like you make a really good point. I did not recognize how my Internet literacy is a privilege because also they texted me the link as well. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not doing this on my fucking phone. I know. Right? And so I like <laughs> I open the link and I email it to myself or whatever. So it's still a weird set of hurdles. And they and then they send you the link literally two minutes before your appointment. Yeah. So yeah. like I had two minutes to solve this problem. Yeah. You're totally right. It still is fucked. I guess if there's one like universal takeaway, it's you don't don't ignore don't ignore your poor boogery face just because <laughs> it's not COVID. Like, you know, there are there are other things. Jen, I really love that your dad only uses Instagram to like your posts. What else does your dad do online? He he used to play online poker, but then it like, this was a long time ago, but then it became like illegal or something. I don't know. What? And now he doesn't play online poker anymore. And I feel I feel sad for him. I tried to find means a way for him to do it, but it, it didn't stick. Yeah, he uses the internet to like, like he has a desktop icon that like links directly to my Instagram, which I think is very cute. Oh, I know. <laughs> isn't that cute? It I is. Oh yeah. Um, I don't really know. He uses the internet to pay bills. You know, I was just saying, you know, my dad doesn't use the internet for much, but it often surprises me just what he can do. Like, he knows how to pay his bills online. And like, I didn't do that for a long time. <laughs> hey. Know, like, hey, dad, look at you. Fancy boy. I love it. My dad's only real experience with the internet is um, he sent me an email one time, and that was a long time ago, and he fishes. So, uh, and by that, I mean, like, any game that I've ever played that has a component of fishing, I show my dad, and he always loves it. Oh, man. The first was obviously World of Warcraft, because that was that's my, like, the game that, like, you know, brought me up. And I remember uh, I was he was like, I just want to see what do you do all day? Because <laughs> so I was like, you know, 18 and, and back home of summer from college. And my brother and I were both back home from college in uh, rooms next to one another, shouting at each other while we were playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> and your dad got a little and, curious. <laughs> and he was curious. He's like, are you winning, son? But like, not really. Like, so he comes into my extremely messy room and he was like, I just I just what, what is this? And so I was like, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. So I get on the back of a fucking eagle because there are hippogriffs that show you that like, you know, you travel to places. And I took him on the longest possible hippogriff ride. So I took him from <laughs> one end to Azeroth to the other. And I wish in retrospect, I didn't I did not dabble in weed then. But if I did, I would have been like, dude, do you want to get high and watch me ride a hippogriff for a while? Because he was entranced. 
He literally said, wow, it's like a whole world. And I go, of Warcraft? And he was like, I don't know what you mean. Oh, my God. My heart is so big right now. That is amazing. I love it. That's great. And I took him fishing on the Red Ridge Mountains, and the rest is history. So... Um, and this is not, it actually wasn't the first time we took my dad fishing on a video game. We had like those old, like fucking two bit, you, you know, you get them at Walgreens and it's just one game in a tiny console and it's just fishing. He like played that and he would like cast that like all day. He would be like, like playing, uh, like watching TV and like doing the, the game. You know what I need to do? I need to find my dad a fishing game. And it's funny because his birthday is coming up and I'm literally writing this down now. <laughs> That's such a good idea. I might have to copy this for my dad. Yeah, my dad, Um, something he does that I enjoy is I would say every, maybe every few months, you can tell he's been stewing on something. And then he asks me what a thing is. One time <laughs> we were sitting in, you know, characteristic silence, our Midwestern silence. And he goes, Jen, what's a podcast? And I was like, oh, I can explain this one. And then I was like, I actually have a podcast, Dad. And he was like, yeah, he was like, he was, I don't want to say he was impressed. I would say he was more puzzled, supportive, but puzzled. Um, He's like, okay, but why? Okay, yeah, um, okay. Um, and then another, another time, this is my favorite instance, we were, this was many years ago, we were sitting in an airport together. And um, I don't know why this occurred to him, but he was kind of looking around, people watching. And then he turns to me and he goes, Jen, what's twerking? And I was like, oh, man, this is a good one. <laughs> Oh. That was very much a surprise. I know. I was like, I was like, I have more questions for you. Like, where what? did you hear that? Why did that occur wow. to you now? Um, you went from podcasts to twerking, I know, Papa. I know. It's just, <laughs> I know. It's like, wow. Usually these questions are like, um, what's my Apple ID? Or how do I connect to the Wi-Fi? But that one really got me. So I did my best to explain. I used some visuals. I, used, I went to YouTube and showed him. I really shocked him with, with that material, I would say. <laughs> But you know what? Asked and answered. Speaking of putting your ass on the internet. Yeah. Uh, how about this question? Yeah, let's do it. I think it's your turn if you feel up for you it. You know what? I think you're right. I am feeling up for it. Dear friendshipping, my pronouns are she, her. I deactivated all my social media accounts about eight months ago because I figured out that social media exacerbates my anxiety real, real bad. At first, it was just going to be a break. But I found that I do not miss it and I am not going back anytime soon. Most of my close friends know this, but now they send me screenshots of memes and Instagram drama so that I don't miss out. Often with the preface, since you're not on myface.twitter.horse, here's a screenshot of this amazing thread. <laughs> they are not doing me any favors by sending me stuff that I've made a conscious decision to avoid. Can I tell my friends to just stop sending me this stuff? What about in a group message that's too small and active to just ignore for three days straight? Sometimes it's memes for three days straight. Please help. So I love the phrase memes for three days straight. I feel like that could be the title of our next book. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this asker said, my friends are not doing me any favors. But they here's the thing. They think they, they are. Do. They think that. They think they're helping you out. So it's time to it's time to really clue them in. And this is a totally reasonable ask. Yes. And before we even talk about that boundary, which again is a completely reasonable boundary, we want to make this this really important disclaimer. We're sure that you have this covered, but we should say this for the entire room. It is great to take breaks from social media. 
But it's often our primary news source. And dear God, that's a terrible thing. We really should have different primary news sources. But that is often how it works out um, for people who are like online. So we're hoping that you, Asker, are ignoring social media in favor of getting your news from a different place, which is great. Please do that. But let's cover this, you know, like taking a break from bad news or from the world. It's okay if you can manage it. You can't you can't handle every little sadness. But as you know, as we like to say, lots of people cannot take a break from the injustice that's happening in the world because it's happening to them. And, and there's lots that you can still do about the garbage that's still happening. You know, call your senators. I'm always calling Tammy D and Dickie D. Uh, and <laughs> it is a good idea, no matter what, to come back to the news at some point. You never have to come back to fucking Tumblr. I don't care if you come back to Instagram. But I do want to know that you are choosing a news source or two, like a local news, a national news, and world news, and you are keeping up to date on some level. Because that's how we make a society. So... Disclaimer over. We're going to pretend for the rest of the question that you've got that under control. Yeah. Good job, Trin. Good disclaimer. Nailed it. Moving back into what you said. You said memes and Instagram drama. You don't want to see that stuff anymore. Totally reasonable boundary. Your friends like see a distinction between social media and out of context memes. So it's time for you to say very clearly what you do want to see and what you don't want to see. So what, what do you want? What are you trying to avoid specifically? So when they send you the next internet screenshot, don't react to it positively. No like thumbs up or tap back or heart or haha or LOL or ROFL or LMAO. <laughs> or, <laughs> what else do what else do people say? KFC, or no ha 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 or he he he's or ho ho ho's or keep going until Trin interrupts me. Trin interrupt me. Ah, stop, Jen. Stop being hilarious and fun. And I love hanging out with you. (laughs) But I agree with you. If they are sending you stuff that you don't want to see, I I think that our first reaction, especially as you as she, her, is to make the thing go over as smoothly as we can make it go over. So we will heart it. We will thumbs up it. We will LOL at it just to move on. We want you to stop doing that because that, to you, that's just a like, uh, whatever, like they'll move on if I react. But they're taking it as a sign that this is appreciated. So let's figure out exactly what you don't want. Let's lay that out. Because, you know, as Jen said, what do you want? What are you trying to avoid? So think of some examples of what you do want to see. Because I doubt that you don't want to see any internet content at all whatsoever. Hey, you know what? Actually, I shouldn't rule that out. That is a possibility. So It's just hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine because we're so online. But here's the thing. Like, I mean, not most people aren't online, you know? Mo- I know. Or I know. as online. So what I would say is if you want, if you're like, you know what? No fucking memes. Nothing from, I don't want to, I don't want anything. Say that, but also say, hey, what I do want are pictures of you in your life. I want updates about you. I want to hear about... I don't know, complain about the weather. Take a, take a, do what everybody does and take a screen cap of your phone saying it's one degree out and send it to me and cry. Like, that's fine with me. Like, that's what I'll take. And then there's like the other side of that, which is, you know, I'd love to see any pictures of cute round animals that you see, but like I'm looking for fully only positive memes at this time. You know, what other categories can we split out for the friends? Maybe it's specifically no more negativity. And Trina, I really like what you said about like, but I do want to hear from you. Nothing against the group or nothing against any of you. It's just social media that I need a break from. 
Or, I mean, you mentioned the phrase Instagram drama, yeah. and that got me so excited that I highlighted it. Same! In <laughs> I love drama. And when it's Instagram drama, it's so much more delicious because usually the people involved are hot and it's public. Yes. Yes. It's like and people. Oh, it's so good. It's like it's like a sexier version of a subtweet because you know exactly mm. who it's about. Oh, yeah. Um, so you, but but it sounds like you, you want to turn that off. So you got to say that specifically. I need a break from the Instagram drama. It makes me anxious or, you know, you don't really have to provide a reason. You can just say, I'm doing an internet cleanse. I'm trying to unplug. Uh, I need to unplug. We are so in favor of like muting that group chat or leaving that thread. And you can do all of these things and be a kind and good friend. You can be direct and be kind. You so can. You can't eliminate stress from your life right now or really ever. But if there are areas you can minimize it, we recommend that. And it sounds like that's what you're trying to do. So, again, the Instagram drama is so specific and so juicy. Like, that's what I keep coming back to. It feels like you have a specific experience with Instagram drama. Like, maybe you are all about Chrissy Teigen's Instagram drama. I don't know. I'm not really on Instagram anymore. You should say out loud then. Be like, I know I used to really be into uh, Chrissy Teigen's specific drama and found it super delicious. But actually, even that thing that I loved so much, that thing that you specifically think that I seek out, even that I don't I don't want anymore. Because, Jen, you're right. Like, we, we have to operate under the assumption that, I mean, I'm like 99 percent positive is the truth, that your friends think that they are helping you by keeping you updated, especially if it's, you know, juicy gossip and it's not like twice impeached ex dickhead yeah. Donald yeah, yeah. Trump's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And I think your friends will get it. I could see maybe a tiny bit of confusion or pushback if you say that you don't want memes. I could see people being like, you don't even want our precious memes. You don't want our jokes and memes. They are so funny. But um, you don't. Yes, you don't want that. Like, and that's fine. You can. But just so you know, I could anticipate people being like, but this is funny. Right. You don't want to laugh. Who doesn't like laughing? Maybe be ready for that. But again, I mean, don't change your stance. You can say like, no, I really am doing a full internet cleanse right now. And maybe there are things that are like screenshotable that are shareable, such as um, my buddy Sam right now is doing an XCOM playthrough. And, you know, every time your friend does an XCOM playthrough and they name one of their soldiers after you, you're just like, you're like, okay, when when did I die? Tell me how I died gloriously. You know, that's something that you might want to hear about. But not not the online thing. Jen, I agree with you. Like things we want to share funny things with our friends. That's how Twitter exists. You know, Twitter and Tumblr are just like, OK, oh, hey, look at this thing I found. I'm putting it in my pile of things that I like and I'd like you to see it as well. Um, and you want to break from that, which is I think, you know, the more that I talk about it, the more I'm realizing that when you say no to your friend's pile of things they like from the Internet, it, in a way, it can feel like you are saying no to them because yeah. our personalities are informed so much by what we consume and we care about, we identify with the media that we consume. Tread delicately, tread lightly. And, and I think that you are correct and you can opt out of this stuff. But I also think that your friends might take this harder for weirder, sillier reasons than you could possibly expect. Yeah, people run sensitive, especially right now. It's just time to let them know what's going on on the other side of the phone. Let's talk about the group chat uh, real quick. So, oh, yeah. Memes for three days straight. That's that so one. Much. <laughs> so I understand the hesitance to leave a group thread, especially a longstanding one. And I don't think that you can dictate what 
is done in that thread if you are not in the majority. I think you can ask for it, but I I get it. I think you might want to start by muting that thread, which you probably already have. And then the next step is please don't feel guilty about muting the thread. <laughs> I've mentioned my my text chat thread with all my favorite Canadians. We have a text chat and one of our friends doesn't participate at all unless you say his name out loud. And it's fine. <laughs> you know? That is that is delightful yeah. to me. Like it's like you're all hanging out in a bar and he's quiet for like three hours and then and then he and then he contributes. But, and here's <laughs> why. Everybody in that group text either works currently or has worked in the games industry. And Paul never has. Paul's like a chef and a comedian, which is a wonderful combination of traits. But he has like fucking nothing to say about our XCOM runs. But whenever we're like, oh, happy birthday, he like chimes in for that and stuff. Most of the time, he's a silent participant and everybody is totally cool with that. So don't feel weird about that. However, I can understand when you mute an active group text and you see those alerts and they're just like a just a solid stack of alerts on your phone. It's very annoying. If you're getting anxiety from those, leave the group thread and don't feel bad about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, stacked up messages like that. I don't even like screenshots that people post of their inbox. I oh, yeah. There's someone posted a screenshot on their Twitter that was like they had over a thousand unread emails. Those aren't even my emails, and that made me anxious. <laughs> it's so many emails. There are so many people who need things in those emails, and you've not opened them. They're actually probably ah. mostly sponsored ads, but that's fine. You could start a new group text. I don't think that's what you want to do. My sense is that your current group text is small, like three to four people. So if you were to start a new group text with the people who, who are cool with not memeing, it would just be a text chain with you and one other person. That's also fine, man. Maybe you could even leave that group text and, and do a new, completely different chain with those exact same people, but they don't have the memes in there. Yeah, yeah, no meme zone. <laughs> the no meme zone! Call, it, call yeah. your group text the no meme zone. I love it. You also might not be a group chat person. Yeah. You know? Some people just, like, don't do it. They just don't. It's just not how they communicate. Or they have things that take them away from their phone during the day and they don't like coming back to a thousand messages. There's so many valid reasons to be like, hey, I love you all, but I just don't like using my phone like this. Like, it's fine. Yeah. I would say try. We're not advocating to, like, stay away from all your friends right now, though. Like, oh, do yeah. find a way. Yeah, do find a way to, like, stay in touch. Don't don't isolate yourself. Um, but, you know, do also but also do what you need. I 100 percent agree. Jen, I really I'm really glad you made that point because I didn't even think about it. The fact that, like, when you say no to memes or you leave a group chat or you leave something that has deeper consequences now that we have shelter in place. Keep that in mind. I do think, though, that a lot of the problem is going to be solved when you are more specific about what you want. And when you say, hey, not even the things that are hilarious. Yeah. And you can provide a reason if you want. And you can provide a white lie of a reason. Yeah. <laughs> you can say, like, when you do that, when you send me that stuff, I'm tempted to, like, join in. I'm tempted to get back on and I'm trying really hard to not be pulled into social media right now. I'm really trying to to be good to my brain and stay off of it. And I know that you said in your question, like, it, it seems like I'm just not going to come back to social media at all. But be open to that changing because it's going to change. I'm not saying you're going to go back on social media. But what I am going to say is that the way that you communicate your, with your friends will change. Like, I used to be hard into private Twitter. And like now I'm like, why do I have a repository for all of my sad thoughts for my closest friends to read? I'm not going to do that anymore. But I, would, I did that for like a super long time with private Twitter. 
I refused to join group chats for the longest time. Yeah. And now, like, they're my primary way of keeping in touch with a lot of my friends, especially the ones out of the country. Uh, and and I know that I have a hardline stance on never downloading WhatsApp. But maybe one day that will change. And right. I can't imagine a world in which I would want to download WhatsApp. But I know that my life has changed so significantly so many times over the course of these 35 years that I got to be open for everything. And maybe there will be an age of WhatsApp. Your habits will change. Like, I barely go on Tumblr anymore. I did go on Facebook for a month, and I actually don't like, I mean, I, I really want to delete my Facebook, but um, I need it for a couple work things right now. I didn't use it for a month, and uh, I got an email from Facebook that was like, here's what you missed. And it was like, you've been tagged in 600 photos. And I was like, what the oh, fuck? No, so no, I, I no. like, I know. I know. So I like, I got on there and uh, it was total, totally misleading copy. I hadn't been personally tagged. It was all the people that I have friended on Facebook added up to that, that number of people that have been tagged. But I was like, you totally did a bait and switch here. You made me freak me. You made me think like I had been hackered. Oh, so terrible, terrible in every way. Um, but yeah, Trin, you're totally right that your habits could change. You could want different things in a week or a year. I've noticed my brother and sister-in-law have been more active on Instagram after being like quiet on it for two years. And I am so delighted because now I get to see pictures of my nieces more often. I mean, they text me them too, but it's a nice surprise to be like, oh my God, hi. Um, plus, plus when I post Instagram stories, you can see who watches, who like views them. And when I see my brother has viewed them, it makes me feel loved. I, I, I gotta I gotta tell you, I like it. And it's because um, we don't check in every single day. But I, I want to text and be like, I saw that you saw my story. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm creeping on you. Jen, I have the exact opposite relationship with my brother. My brother and I, so I only have, and, and I say only just because my, as everybody knows, and I say a lot because our lives are so different due to this fact. You know, my husband has seven brothers and sisters, but I have just the one. And Gus, <laughs> Gus and I text all fucking day, every day. Like we are constantly texting. And sometimes it's just screaming. And then the other person saying, yep, I agree. Um, <laughs> but we do not interact on social media on any level ever, ever. Like we've never followed each other. We've never been friends on Facebook. And we didn't say it out loud at any point. We made a conscious decision somewhere down the line that our relationship is purely texting and anytime one of us decides to resub to World of Warcraft, that's it. And that's brilliant. And that's what we do. That's fine. You have another way to communicate. So maybe that's something that Asker should remember. Like if you do cut off this form of communication, you might want to think about alternatives, another another way to make sure you're still staying in connection with your friends. Yeah, man. Uh, I so many of my friends have newsletters now. Jen, speaking of newsletters, <laughs> I've been meaning to sign up for yours. Can you plug it real quick? Because it's the best oh, idea yeah. I ever heard of. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I can't take credit for the idea. It's called the Get Me Rewrite newsletter. It's me with my silly little journalism degree that that was very expensive, and a bunch of veteran journalists pick apart writing that's bad and uh, give it a gentle roast, kind of like a light roast over a campfire, you know, kind of golden brown uh, marshmallow kind of roast. And then we rewrite it. We pick apart like cliches. The one that I wrote that I that I'm proud of and felt good about was. Not using words like deranged or insane yeah. or bipolar. I, I can't stand it. I haven't OCD. seen many instances of yeah. OCD or using the word bipolar to describe the weather. Oh, terrible. <laughs> the weather is not bipolar. It is unpredictable. Um, so it's things like that, just common common ways you can uh, improve your writing. And thank you so much, Trin, for saying that. You can subscribe for free or for money 
at getmerewrite.substack. You should pay money, IMO. Um, but this is, the, I wanted to talk about Jen's newsletter, one, because, again, I thought it was a great idea, too, because I keep forgetting to subscribe, and I really think it's a good idea, and I, I'm going to do that. And three, because everybody's got a fucking newsletter these days. Everybody. Everybody. Everyone. You know? And, like, I I kind of want, I, I wish I had a newsletter to all my friends that was less casual and, like, less work for them. Like, what I really want is, like, a, like a mass email once a week that's just, like, update, 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 picture of dog. But, you know, like, and you could do that. You could be the first person who does oh that. Oh, my God. I would love a trend newsletter. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't imagine anything I would open more quickly. Oh, boy. You know, it's funny, Jen, um, that you're talking about a newsletter about me because I have been trying to figure out a good way to shoehorn this story into this episode this entire time. <laughs> and so, Tell and, me. And now, and now it's come up. So, okay, at therapy this week, uh, my therapist and I were talking. I feel like everybody knows that they have a component of themselves that's the negative talk. You know, uh, my buddy uh, Stephen named his Vincent because uh, Vincent sounds like a, a sassy, mean person. Like everybody has the critical self-talk. And my therapist asked me, okay, so we've identified you have a critical self-talk part of yourself. What other parts of you are there? And I was like, well, Ooh. the rest of it, it's me and the bad voice. That's it, right? I mean, I'm driving the car. And she's like, well, no, like the critical voice is part of you. It's a manifestation of trauma. So what else exists inside of you? And I could not for the fucking life of me even know where to begin. So I got really high <laughs> yes, yes. because I, you know, if you want to do therapy homework, it's a really great place to be in. And I decided to, as I tried to, I tried to let go of my self-consciousness about this idea. But what I did was I went through all of the fictional characters and fictional groups and media that I've identified with over the years and tried to see any patterns. And it was a lot of fucking fun and I really suggest doing it. So if you're like, okay, I identify as a Scorpio, an INTJ, and I'm a waterbender and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Write those all down as unselfconsciously as you possibly can. Because here's the thing. Those strange identities that we pick up from all over the place, like our Myers-Briggs, our, um, yeah, our Harry Potter house, a Hufflepuff, we do that for a reason. We know that we are a Hufflepuff and not a Ravenclaw for a reason. It's not just that a positive quality was presented to us and we decided it's ours. It's, hey, I see that in me or I want to be that. And I took like a fucking hour and I did this whole list and I came up with these essentially four different components of myself that fall into four different categories. And it was such a worthwhile and healthy exercise for me. And I have essentially like tropes that I would assign to myself because it's easy. It's an easy way to describe what my personality is to myself. And it's not just that I have these, you know, four phrases listed down. I have these four different quote unquote, people or components of myself and then a bunch of evidence as to why I feel this way. But anyway, I really I suggest it. If you if you are feeling like you are losing yourself a little bit through this shelter in place thing because you're not seeing your friends and your friends aren't giving their opinion about you. This has been really, really helpful. That would be my first newsletter. <laughs> I would suggest that oh, exercise. I love it. God, that is. Oh, man, I love that your therapist nailed you with this and it really got to you. It's so good. And I am not surprised at all that fictional characters are at the center of this trend because think about storytelling is literally the oldest form of 
like entertainment. It is the old. It's how we categorize our brains. Man, now I think I might have to do this exercise. It sounds it's so good that you know that you are more than your self-talk. The critical self-talk is trying to protect me. It's hurting me, but it's there because it wanted to protect me. There are like three people in my life that if I am confronted with something that is really, really stumping me or making me sad, I have a like, what would Trin do? Like you are on my list of, okay, what are my options? Trin would, okay, this is what Trin would do. That's a solid option. I'm putting that on my, that's on my, that's on my list. Like truly, truly. You know what, Jen? I'm so weepy. I think we need to end the show. This was really lovely. <laughs> I got emotional. Yeah, you're the best. Oh, no, oh, you're man. the best. <laughs> Let's log offline and go on myface.twitter.horse. Yeah. Um, this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. Uh, if you want to check out our book, please do, and then review it. What? That would be amazing. Please do that. Friendshipingbook.com. It'll take you to the same place that our podcast is. Uh, Friendshipingpodcast.com goes to the same thing. Actually, even if you typed in jenandtrin.com, takes you to the same freaking place. Uh, try it. Try it's it magic. <laughs> and, uh, and on that website, you can ask us a question. We've got a question portal that you can you can ask us or you can email us, friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Ian Parman, for editing, especially this episode where we're going to have Ian clip out all of this emotional stuff. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Molly Lewis for our wonderful theme song that we enjoy every week. Thank you, Lauren Gallagher, for our design work. Thank you, Monica Verma, for being our agent. And audience, I can't believe that you're still listening to us after, like, I, I want to say, is it six years? It's either five or six years now. We're coming up on it. I'm scared to check. I'm scared to do the little math. I don't want to do it. I don't want to know for sure. But I can't believe you're still here. I'm so glad you are. Thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. New friendship at the problem.